Hey, welcome to the Father Seekers Podcast. My name is Pastor Keith, and you are joining us uh, on a podcast where we where we talk. I, we so we call it Father Seekers, but it's we talk a lot just a lot about guy stuff. Yeah, that just kind of carries over into being a father. Yeah. Uh, joining me is Pastor Barry Edgman, the uh, the creator of Father Seekers. Um, so yeah, so we finished up a series last week. Did we? We did. <laughs> Are you with me? I'm with you. I was like, I hope he doesn't ask me what the series was because I forgot it already. I, I already like, well, 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 it, it was it was it was time. It was time, talent, treasure. Time, talents, yeah. and treasure, and how yeah. uh, ordering your private world. Yeah, it, it's how if, I just if, needed one more. If, if they're misdirected, uh, that could be very poor. If they're very good directed, uh, you are on a path for being. Um, being good in life, being squared up, for yeah, being man. successful. Yeah. Uh, so we are shifting gears in in this new uh, this new series. Another three weeker. Yeah, another. I, I think the threes work for us. Like they, um, some of the people who listen go tell me all the time. You guys need to go longer. I said, well, an hour's pretty long. An hour's pretty long. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty long. Yeah. And I said, well, why don't we do this? And the three things been working since the people who've spoken to me, my, some of the main listeners. So the reason for the three is we can pick apart one thing three times from three different vantage points. And that's why I, that, that's why I think there's interest now, uh, more so than just the one and done. Uh, one and done works for a lot of people, but I think with what we're trying to do, it's a different, it's a different thing. And, and our rhythm, our rhythm is that. A three. Okay. All right. Yep. I, I like it. Um, what, what What's this three going to be on? Okay. So I sat with some guys recently, like I, I'm in four or five different groups a week talking to guys. And one of the things that's consistently popped up in the last two months and including for about six months in, in our life group, that you yeah, lead yeah. more than six months, actually. There's this thing of, of, well, what do you want to do? Like, what are, what, are, what is it that you think God has called you to do or gifted you to do or dropped in your heart to do? What do you want to do? And most of the time people say, men say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, and over that period of time, collating information that I, had opportunity to hear. And then the meetings that I've been in to lead and listen, guys know what they want to do. And I've deduced, deduced it and, and distilled it down to this is that guys know what they want to do, but they're afraid to say what they want to do. Because they've they've stuffed it for so long that they're afraid to let it out, and they're afraid of the intimacy of sharing. Because once you once you tell what you want to do, people are going to go, "Hey, did you do your thing?" Yeah. Like then there's this accountability to it. So if I stuff it and hide it, and wish that I could do it, and be frustrated because I don't, and mm-hmm. and and I think I can't, then then what happens is we 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 shut down and we shut off. Okay. So we're we're calling this series we're calling this series the what if what if questions series. What if? What if? What if? What if? So Marvel just did a series called What If, but that has it's, well, it's not the same. But they consulted 
they they got the rights of this for me. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why I don't have to work yeah, anymore. Yeah, B- yeah, Big Disney did the same thing yeah, about, yeah. nine months ago. Yeah. N- not the same what show. If, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, okay. So, but, but again, to your point, there's a lot of there's a lot of what if in out there in the culture today. Yeah. What if this? What if that? But but with the with the dude thing, let's let's jump into it and see what happens. Okay. All right. So so. Guys, I think for the most part, by nature, are dreamers. I think, I think, I think most people are. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's even a gender thing, but I know. No. Um, because as I as you know, you just have I you talk to people, right? The uh, general mis like a general conception is that uh, people aren't traditionally doing what they wanted to or dreamed of doing when they were a child, and that makes sense because a lot right. of people dream about being astronauts, right? And, right, and like. Having a like a like a shark farm or yeah. being my 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 kids wanted to be a, a tiger for a while. So I mean, I get it. Yeah. But for the most part, like some of the stuff they children dream of, there are very obtainable. And I'm not saying astronaut isn't obtainable. It's just a small no, small yeah. percentage of yeah. human beings well, that do that. It's like if you're 35 years old and you want to be an astronaut, look, bro. Listen, yeah. it's time to reboot and reconsider. It's probably going to be difficult. You, but you, you might have watched Moonwatch or Moonfall or the series on on um, Apple TV. Like, but then as you say that, I'm sure there's stories out there like, well, I didn't even think about it until I was 40. Right, <laughs> right. Well, but then again, um, yeah, wake up. But most of the time, most of the time, what's interesting is kids get things when they're young about what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And either their parents don't recognize it and, and don't understand that uh, the writer of Proverbs said, raise up a child in the way they should go and, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. Yeah. Well, part of that train up, that word, is actually figure out what they're bent toward. Like... Is your kid bent toward mathematics and science? Is your kid bent towards music? Is your kid mechanical? What 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 do they and recognize that? And sometimes parents don't catch that, mm-hmm. and it's not their fault. But things emerge like, what's this kid really designed to do? Like, I think about Tiger Woods. Yeah. Yeah, his dad recognized something in him and then then began to form that in him. And now he's done the same thing with his kid. So what what I want to do is start with a big funnel idea and then narrow it down to these three questions of which the first one today is, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? It's a threatening question, by the way. Yeah. So when you talk about, when when you talk about sourcing what you want to do, you have to first go to the dream sequencing, the sourcing of how you get to figure out what you want to do. And as you, as I looked at some of the words and meanings of dreams or the dream definition, I want to really tweak it and fine tune it and look at it the way that it's, it's specified and alliterated in scripture. Like there's a lot of dreamers in scripture yeah. and God speaks, God speaks through dreams. And that's why I'm not, I don't want to rest easy on this dream thing because it's a big deal because God gives us dreams and it doesn't necessarily mean you, you lay in bed at night and you have this dream and Oh my God, I got to do this, but it could be something inside you that is resident and residual and it affects, it affects your thinking and the way you see the world. 
And I think as you define it, I, I think best with the way that guys in scripture and gals in scripture received dreams or received inspiration to be and to do certain things. I think if we use that to frame this up, it's going to be a better understanding. And my mind immediately goes to not only Joseph of the Old Testament, but Joseph, son of Jesus, or father of Jesus. Jesus, his stepdad, had a dream. God said, look, I'm in this. Hold on to your wife. And and Joseph, stepdad of Jesus, got his direction from a dream to to be the, the earthly dad of our savior Jesus and to, to, to help him grow and to learn. So he was, his life, Joseph, his life was defined by a dream. Joseph of the old Testament, the Pharaoh second, second to the Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. Joseph was given a dream and he didn't know how to interpret. He didn't know how to understand his father didn't recognize it. His brothers hated him yet. God still clearly spoke to him and through a series of, of things happening in his life, through a series of both exciting and catastrophic events and near death, near death opportunities, he became this guy over a period of years that God designed him to be. Now it sure wasn't it, it his his real time living out. Joseph of the Old Testament, his real time living out what God called him and designed him to be was not at all in reality like the, the dream indication was that that began to awaken this in Joseph. He saw he saw stars, he saw grain bowing down. He saw all these different things, and when he tried to communicate that, nobody understood him. And the, in fact, they took offense at it, yeah. and they took it personal. So I want to draw two things from that story, and I really oversimplified and cut it really, really short. When you tell your dream, most of the time, people won't understand it. Yeah. And they'll try to shut you down. And here's why they try to shut you down. It's not because they don't like you. It's not because they have disrespect for you necessarily or disregard. What it is, I believe, that they stuff their dream and they recognize, and that language sounds familiar, hey, I got this idea or I had this, I've, I'm, I have this dream, like a dream, I have this dream. And other people sometimes shut us down because they shut their own dream down and they don't want anybody else to experience it. Because if they do and celebrate another's dream, then they have to be responsible and accountable for theirs, which they already are. Yeah, I, I think that that's viable. Um, I had uh, I had an, an instance when I was a teenager. I wanted to be a professional musician. I wanted mm -hmm. to tour the country. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be played on the radio. Those are my dreams, out loud. I, I, I ended up, at the end of the story, I did all of those things, mm -hmm. and, and then some. Um, but I had, my, my mom was, she was an encourager to an extent, but, uh, a realistic and, and she always was talking about like plan B's and plan C's in my mm -hmm. head. I knew what I wanted mm -hmm. to do in my head. I knew that I, I, I was never a dumb kid by any stretch of the imagination. I did well in school and I didn't have to really try at it. Um, which wasn't, uh, which some people didn't like that 
I could score high in a test when it looked as if I wasn't paying attention at all, mm-hmm. all week long. Um, so again, with, with that kind of, with that kind of dreaming mentality, when people see success from people that don't look like they're putting much effort into it, and then they have vast dreams, it, it, it compounds kind of like the story of Joseph where people are either offended by it, they're, uh, they're, uh, discouraged by it or they're threatened by it. Mm. Um, threatened but, is a good word. Yeah. It's a good word. Yeah. It's a real word. So, so when I was, uh, 17, um, my mom brought a professional musician to talk to me. Uh, it was a friend of the family and, and he was pretty much saying there's really no, there's, if you, if you even get that far, there's no money to be made in it typically because it's, again, it's like, it's like dreaming like to be an astronaut. It's like dreaming to be a quarterback in the NFL. I mean, someone's got to play quarterback in the mm-hmm. NFL, but sure. of all the human beings that try every single year to get that, there's only going to be 30 or so. Yeah, it's a very small percentile. <laughs> like when, when you see the chart for becoming a pro athlete, yeah. it's like, bro, don't don't even waste your time because there's thousands of people right. who play your position and, and probably most of them are as good or better than you. And, and so there was some legitimacy to, uh, Bill was his name, and he was a local professional musician, had a long a career of playing Friday, Saturday nights in, in bars across Green Bay and using popular bands. And um, so, I mean, even from as a, as a person who's 40 now and looks back on it, that's a very successful career. Mm-hmm. I mean, he mm-hmm. had a day job, but mm-hmm. he was still pursuing a passion and a dream. Yeah. So, so he came in and, and pretty much was a discourager of it. Of Yeah. But it was out of, uh, the intention was for of protection, Right. Mm. When you, oh, that's good. When you dream, that's good. When you have a big dream, that's the good. people around you are, that that maybe doubt, uh, don't doubt you outwardly, but doubt you inside their head a little bit. Like, yeah, hey, this kid's crazy. Well, if I couldn't do it, he probably can't either. Yeah, and, and it might even not have to do anything to do with them either. It's just yeah. a the statistical fact of it is it's so impossible yeah. to do. Kid, you're smart. Go do something else. Yeah, you know, some if you put all of that application into something else, you'd be uberly successful. Don't right. get away from this pipe dream. Yeah, and go try something like you know, electrical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shut it down. And I think, I think, I think we as as men and whoever else is listening, we get shut down most of the time. I really believe unintentionally. Because of the realistic realism thing. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's not, I don't think people are punitive and mean. I just, I think that they, they have tasted realism and, and part of dreaming and living out a dream is knowing that you have to step out of the boundaries of reality. Somewhere. somewhere. Out of the box. You've got to step out and go do something. And one of the things about stepping outside the box is be willing to, for a moment, be willing to stand alone. And most people are not willing to stand alone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think the world is, is naturally ill-intended right. with, with like your immediate, I shouldn't say the world. Cause I think the world really is ill-intended. I think, but your, I think your circle though, yeah. doesn't wake up and want to think about you and be like, how am I going to ruin that person's day? Right. I'm not, I'm myself, I'm not that important in, 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 in the grand scheme of things that, that people wake up and want to intentionally destroy my life or my ambition or my, or my, uh, dreams or loves. Um, but people do get, the world does, uh, does kiss them. Yeah. You know, when the world has finally gotten a hold 
of people, um, that childhood dream goes away. You know, that, yeah. that childhood dream, I, I, you were telling me, uh, before the show about some guys you were talking to him about like, when I was a kid, I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And like, I was thinking, I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Like, it's weird. It's so, some of the stuff is so weird, but I think if that were in our world, it would make our world better. Somewhere along the line. Somebody would be better for that. Somewhere along the line, the world has kissed us all. Yeah. And and we think that the things that we aspired to when we were five years old, six years old, we were just running in a playground thinking, oh, yeah. I could do this forever. Yeah. And, and the other part of that is that I think that, you know, there are some evil people that will shut you down just because that, that's who they are and what they do. But not everybody's that way. No. But there are other people in the world that want, they aspire to help you and to be around you. That's why, and we'll get into it in a minute about about personnel and people helping you. But one of the things about dreams is that we can never do it alone. Just know that up front. You we, we were made for, to have people come alongside us and everything we do community to do things together. We need, we need each other. And there's no way that you're ever going to do your dream, whatever that is by yourself. There's just no way. And, and in fact, I, I come from a circle of leaders and people who say that if your dream doesn't scare you and is not bigger than you every minute of the day, as you grow along and develop it, if it's not bigger than you, then it's not really a dream. It's something you can do on your own. Yeah. It's got to be bigger than you. It's got to be, it's got to be one of those things where it's got to be so big that when we get to heaven, Jesus says, I'm glad you're here. You are wearing me out with these prayers. Like (laughs) my God. So I think, and I think it's okay to dream that big because I know people who have done it and they, they, they're living there. There, there's this one guy in this store I go into all the time, all the time I'm in there. I think you're in the same store and we, we, you know, the guy I say, Hey bro, how you doing? Cause I, I like to talk to people that I frequent businesses and get yeah. to know those people. And I say, bro, how you doing? Every time for months now I'm living the dream. And it's a smirky, like, eh, eh, not really. I'm just here surviving. Like, but in that, and I always ask him, how's it going? Because I want to see if he changes his narrative, because narratives are important with dreaming. But again, another idea. So he never, he never changes. He never, so I'm, I'm moving into the next level with him, and I'm going to say living the dream. And my next, the next time he says that to him, I'm going to say, what's your dream? It's I'm weird gonna make him. I know the guy. I, you know I'm the pretty, guy. I'm pretty sure I know the guy. You and, do, and I know that this last year he actually did his dream. Yeah, and I don't know if it was successful or not. We're about to find out. I, I, We're going to find out. Well, I know he he's a published author, and his his dream was to write a book. I just don't. Are know we talking if, about the same guy? I, we might be. We'll talk after after. Yeah. But so this was just off the cuff. We weren't planning on talking about this, yeah. but. I'm, well, one of the guys in this, sure one of the guys author. in this place, he's written a book. He's on a second trilogy, yeah. so he's doing that. But there's another guy okay, there that okay. says living the dream. Yeah. So people say it all the time. Here's proof of what I'm talking about right here. This is our discussion. Proof. It, it's interesting. Like the the question I pose to a lot of people that I pastor when they, because a lot of the, the dials back to career frustration uh, with with men 
in, in the ages of 30 to 40, a lot of it dials back to, I don't, I just don't feel like I'm useful. Mm. The, I, the question I always rebut to them is, well, what, what did you want to do when you were five years old? Exactly. That's where the useless thing comes from because here's the thing about the way God designed us is he designed us to be creators. I don't care who you are. You're a creator. You have this spirit and this image in you that you have the power and the ability to create. And if you're not doing it, then you're going to stagnate. Now, you can do the same job all your life for 40 years. But there's you're not doing that job the same way you did it when you started it because you figured out some hacks and some shortcuts yeah. to make the process better and bigger and more effective. So we're creators by nature. And if we're not, if God drops something in our hearts and we don't do this, then we're going to begin at least emotionally and mentally and probably unconsciously judge the success of our life based on the dream given us beforehand. Yeah. That's notable. And if you're taking notes, which you're probably not because you can hit rewind, 10 second rewind, that's notable. Because most of our depression and emotional drain and most of our frustration in life comes from not doing what we're really supposed to be doing. Yeah, and that's not that's a lot of times a career, um, but a lot of times a calling and a mission. Um, I, I talk to a lot of guys that say, well, you know, I guess I never really had a professional dream when I was a child, but I wanted to do this. Right. And that and And those things are like so much bigger right. and so much more important right. than your nine to five, so much more important than who writes your paycheck. And then that's where you go, well, why, why haven't you done that? Right. Well, what's stopping you? Right. Oh, okay. It's, it's cause you, you now have kids and you don't feel like you can do that. Right. Or, or, oh, it's cause it's, it's an, a risky endeavor financially and you aren't financially stable enough to do that. Oh, okay. Oh, or, or you just haven't met the right people to go in on this with you. Oh, okay. Or you're just scared. Yeah. All the above. Yeah. And it's all, all the above. It's all it, it's all wrapped together, but yeah, so <clears throat> somewhere along the line the world gave you a kiss and you and you thought, "Well, I can't do those things." That's I have friends right now and you do too, where some of the same circles where guys are toggling between doing what God's called them to do and dropped in their heart to do. Mhm. And working a nine to five or seven to four or three or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with doing that because we both know a lot of people who work a regular job, but that's to pay the bills. Their passion is what they do later and when they're not working to pay their bills. Mm -hmm. But they're in that toggle place where they're trying to figure out when is the place, when is the time to just drop the one and do the other. Yeah. Well, then there's where the face, the faith piece comes in. I don't know if you ever know that, that section, right? You, well, you don't, and you, there's never a perfect time. You have to literally, I go back to the Indiana Jones movie. Nobody, you know, some people, I met somebody the other day that's never watched them, which I, I, I find it un-American. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, I believe it's the last crusade where, where he has to make his way, Indiana Jones has to make his way through the cave and he has to get over where the knights are guarding the cup of Christ and eternal, you know, the, fountain of youth, whatever. And uh, he has this crevasse to go over, and it's way too big for him to jump. There's no way to get over. So he stumbles on the edge and kicks some gravel, and, and it trickles out, but it doesn't fall. 
and the camera angle switches. I don't know the tech, technical words, but it switches, and then you can see that there's always been a pathway there. It's just camouflaged. It's like transparent because when you look down, all you can see is the bottom of the crevasse. But when you throw the little gravels because you stumbled and you made a little bump and there go the gravels, it showed the way, the pathway. So Indiana Jones picks up the gravels, slings them across, and he sees the pathway all the way across. It was there all the time. Mm -hmm. It was just invisible. And that's where when we toggle between two things, that's where we know that we have to, there's a faith thing to, to do this. And if we don't, if we don't exercise it and we're, and I'm not, I think, I think most people, some people like the, the, the lack of stress it is to work for somebody and get a paycheck. Yeah. That's, some people, that, and that's fine. That's incredibly fine. I, I, yeah. there's a large part of me that enjoys that. Yeah. And there's a large part of, of me that enjoys that. And there's this other large part to know that we have the freedom to go beyond that and to do, cause we're cursed to do that here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people are not, so they have to make that decision. But one of the beautiful things about that decision is God was not surprised when he gave you the dream, nor is he, nor is he unable to perform or provide. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. So, so, so we're on this dream thing and let's, let's presume that people are going to step forward with their dream. So let's talk about one of three questions that's going to, first of all, help you define okay they're gonna it's gonna help you define it's one of the most threatening questions i've ever been asked in my life probably the most threatening question that was was not asked by a law officer (laughs) what's that (laughs) what do you want to do okay well that's that's kind of a quick question I mean, once you get around the 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 the, the based on, based on your dream, the like work if, of it, like if, if we've established, okay, I have this dream. What what is the question to refine and clarify that dream? Is what is it that you want to do mm-hmm. above all else? What is it you want to do? How do you? So the the problem is that people don't. I I don't think they don't know. That what they want to do, they just haven't thought it was possible for a long time. Okay. So what if people know what they want to do? Because I feel like most people do know what they want to do, right? I've, have I've, at least an idea, yeah. Have, have, I agree. I feel like that that's not, this isn't, you're not breaking new ground, right? If you talk to any number of men, you could say, well, what would you? So like if there was, money wasn't an issue, time wasn't an issue, like your ge- geographical location wasn't an issue. Right. Yeah. If you removed all these hurdles that are the reasons why you haven't pursued any sort of dream whatsoever, what is it that you would do? Yeah. If there's no restriction, great point. If there's no restriction, personnel approval of family and friends was there, although yeah. most of the time it won't be until you succeed or they want to get involved, which yeah. is, it's okay. And the people around you were, yeah. you had people around you that were uh, applicable that, that, and, 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 and there's always somebody that goes, Ooh, bro, that's usually. a great idea. I want to help you. Yeah. Usually like I want to do that. Uh, but if, if all those restrictions and barriers were removed and you could simply say, because we want to find a way not to do what we're dreaming about because we're stuck in reality. We, we have to step outside the boundaries of reality yeah. 
and look what it's like outside the box because everybody that's done great things has done that. They've stepped outside the restriction of reality and looked at what if there were zero restrictions, inabilities, there was no hesitation in my heart or mind. And when I say that to guys, if there's no restrictions, no hesitation in your mind and heart, and there's no limitations, what is it that you want to do? And boom, it's like it unlocks the dam. Like bombs dropping in World War II. Yeah. Blowing stuff up. More times than not, you if you look in their eyes, you you all of a sudden see them as, as they were as a child. Last night, you know? that exactly is what happened. And in the last three months, that's exactly, there's this little kiddish grin that comes on their face and there's yeah. a glimmer yeah. in their eyes. And for the first time in some of these guys, I see the weariness leave their face and they're excited for a moment about. And they want somebody. They want somebody to give them permission to pursue their dream. Yeah. Why do you think no? Why do you think other, other than the discouragement? Uh, why don't you think people pursue their dreams more often? We have a very entrepreneurial culture, and I think that a lot of the entrepreneurial culture, which I'm not opposed to making lots of money, but. And the entrepreneurial culture is all about making lots of money quick and lots of money over time. Yeah. You need it to live. Exactly. So I think there's, there's that factor of, well, I'll never be able to do that. Well, well, how do you know you'll never be able to do that? Number one. And then I think the second thing is it's this way in most things with faith, where faith is involved, the fear of the unknown. When you ask a what if question, you open Pandora's box to other questions, other what if, well, what if it doesn't work? Well, what if it, well, the premise, the base question is not based in negativity or fear, but it's based in faith. And when we say, what if, what if all these restrictions were removed and what if I was not restricted in any way and I had support and I had no resistance of my own in my heart and I could just, just step out right now and go do this. What would I want to do? Yeah. And that's based in faith, not fear. And I think we tend to fear what we don't know that we can predict and produce because honestly, key people love safety mm-hmm. and they love predictability. And when, when it gets safety gets questionable and I'm not talking about getting robbed or shot. I'm talking about the safety of regimen yeah. I'm talking about the safety of I get paid every two weeks. I'm talking about the safety of I know that my my car payment comes out here and this bill comes out here and I don't have this much left over the money. Like I th- I think that that, uh, that idea gets a lot of bad rap. I think in especially the last five years there's been a culture of right. you don't want to be a sheep. Right. You don't want to be a sheep. Well, you know what? You know what? But a lot of there's there's nothing wrong with being a complacent. There's nothing wrong with with settling with uh, with your life you have. There's nothing wrong with wanting things organized. Nothing. There's nothing, nothing. wrong. And with I that. think I think we have to. That's that's the sort of where I'm trying to go with this entrepreneur thing. I love entrepreneurship. I want to do that. I'm I'm doing a couple of things on my own right now. Yeah, that's entrepreneurial. Too. Yeah. I think most people here are. Uh, but I think there's there's a predictability and. Um, a respectable predictability 
to have something consistent. And a lot of a lot of people use their their day job to fund what they want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And until that begins to produce, and then there's this dual income. So i i don't want think I don't want people to think that you have to quit. Yeah. Everything you're doing right now. I don't want them to think that you've got to quit your job and you've got to run out here and uh, try to convince your spouse that, uh, hey, I'm quitting my job so I can go do this bad idea first off. And then the the other side of that is God, when he gives dreams, doesn't he doesn't want us not to use wisdom. So there's the wisdom factor in it that we have to apply. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 quote sheep mentality. I mean, it's it's okay to you're actually being rather responsible if you're you're mm-hmm. going having a work a job that you go to every day and there's something very consistent yeah, about that. Let's just, talk about that. Let's talk about that for a minute because when I when I think about that, I think sometimes it gets skewed a little bit politically that whole sheep mentality yeah, thing. That's it's what like, I'm saying. Like it's, it's, it's it, like for example, let's talk like about it's a bad taste in your mouth. Like you're an idiot because you do this. No, you're not an idiot because you do this. You're being decently responsible. responsible. Let's talk yeah, about let's, let's but, talk but about your dreams can also compound with yes, these they things. Yes, they can. And this is a, a big point that we need to hammer on here just a little bit, but I think about firemen i think about police i think about medical folks i think about i mean uh you go down the list you think about think about the linemen who maintain and keep and construct new lines of power into new neighborhoods and new parts of the area or when there's a storm who do you call the linemen so there's this wonderful thing that god has created this this thing, this predictability of working for someone to keep this keep keep this business going, but we don't have to to allow that to squelch the dream that God's given us. Right, right. So you can do both. Yeah. So it's not for so long uh, our culture's taught us either or, but it's not either or. No, it's both and. Yeah, both and. So. If you if you have the blessing of being married, and you've got a couple of incomes, and you're on the same page with your spouse, and you go, "Hey, what if we did? What if we did this? What what can we do?" And when you do that, it's all the more fun because you have a partner that you live with, and then you can talk business with and enjoy and build the thing together. So, about this dreaming thing, what is it you want to do? But how do you determine that? Like what what is the what is the thing? What is the what is the the step by step way to figure out what you want to do? I don't you tell me. Okay. It's your idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just along for the ride here. <laughs> That's rhetorical. So the the I think the first thing realistically is we've got we seriously, we've got a clear clear our hearts about about the fear of failure and the fear of the unknown because there's a lot of things that we do know that define where we can go right Mm -hmm. we do know that god is faithful we do know that god 
God gave us this this dream and this desire. Mm-hmm. We do know that God is God is a good God, and He doesn't intend ill will for us, but He intends good things. So when we go when we go to that place, we can clear our hearts and our minds from the what if fear based questions, and begin to ask what if faith based questions. So that's that's number one. The second thing is to begin very simply this to make a list. What are the what are the things if you just if you sit down with your wife or or vice versa and you just said, "Hey, I've been thinking this and I I've been dreaming about this a little bit. I've been I've been thinking uh, I would really like for us to start a business that we can do together. Keep doing what we're doing. Keep keep the home thing going. Keep you know where the direction we're going in. What not just shake that up because one of the first things I think with guys when their dream gets shut down is they go in with this grandiose idea and presentation that they feel like it's sort of like Joseph. Hey, this is what God told me. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. You guys are actually going to bow down to me, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tell you what to do. That didn't go over real well. So when we communicate that to our spouse, we have to be careful with that. And we have to just simply say, here's what I've been dreaming. Here's what I think. What do you think? Yeah. Here's, here's what I see. What do you see? Until we put it out there to discuss and we begin to talk about it and create a conversation, we'll never clarify because that's the way God made marriage for us to Clarify, and if you're not married, then you've got your circle of friends that you can sit with and say, "Hey, here's what I've been thinking." Yeah. Once it's out there in the open, once you verbally say it, it's alive. It's 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 it has turned into something organic that can grow or die. It's turned into something that can produce good crop or be terrible crop. Um, but it doesn't do anything until you say it, until you go out there with it. I mean, it, for for me, like if 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 I had that much of a pressing on my heart since my entire life probably to do something it's probably god oriented there's no doubt bro over <laughs> years some of these guys have thought about this for years since they were kids two of the guys last night were 40 something years old yeah and they've been thinking about it that many years yeah so i mean it's probably of of god right there's no listen listen linda it's true we've got here's a, here's the thing why God is about breaking with dreams. He's about breaking up the mundane in the in the present and and about creating future and destiny. I, I truly believe that that God so ordained Old Testament Joseph to do and to be what he became that he created pathways to ensure it would happen. Yeah, I I believe that with all my heart. I believe that with with me. With our friends, I believe that with you and your business, I believe that with you and your family and some of the guys that we talk to on a regular basis, I believe that. I believe that with all my heart, that God's created all of these circumstances and he's created these opportunities for us to step with. And even when we misstep, he He redirects because He he's designed us for that. Yeah. So when we begin to put words to it, 
And again, we're talking about uh, Jesus said, out of the abundance of heart, mouth speaks, and the power of life and death is in the tongue. So when we put those words out there, we're giving life to them. They become living, organic creations. I I like where that, I like, I, I think the show could stop right there because that's enough homework for anyone to think and ponder on, right? What, if, if, if everything else was removed, like what did, what did five-year-old you want to do, bro? Mm-hmm. What did five-year-old you want to be? And maybe that's not career. Maybe you're actually in the perfect career for you and your family. But was there anything else in your heart? Has there been anything else? What, what, what did 15-year-old you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in school, kind of like, oh, I'm tired. Like what did, when you looked at, out the, I'm talk, kind of talking about myself. You know, when, when I looked out the classroom window, and I'm like, you know, I could probably do that. That'd be kind of cool. And then my life just kept moving on, and I never gave it that much more of a second. Right. Thought. What, like, what, right. what a 15-year-old do you want to do? So, so. Here's you, you brought up a great transition to the third point, and, and here's what I would say to that, and we'll review these. The third thing is to create a timeline from the, from the first time you remember that dream to now, today, and see how it's developed, and maybe even find out where that, where that dream was squelched or stuffed and, and what happened at that point. But to go back early, with a and I call it this. I call it with child childlike thinking and childlike faith to go back and think like when your dream you you understood it enough to verbalize it. One of the things about verbalization of dreams is that we begin a conversation not only with others but with God and ourselves mm-hmm. because it becomes organic and real, and then there. There becomes an accountability to it and a responsibility to live it out or let it. Here's the thing. When God, and I've experienced this firsthand personally, when God, when God gives us a dream, he is doing it to direct our destiny and future and help us build legacy. And if we're not, if we're not moving toward that, he's not penalizing us, but that's just the good thing that he's done for us. And that's the way he's trying to lead us. He's not mad at us, but he's going to continue to try to lead us in that direction. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, so we have the three points. Did we just review them? I guess I, I missed it. Did we, did we, did we just review all three of these points? <laughs> I I think we did, but let me, let me call them out. So, <laughs> let's let's go did. bullet points. I think, I think, <laughs> I think we, we did, did over yeah. the course of 10 I paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do that. Okay. So first, number one, is to to clear our hearts mm-hmm. of the fear-based questions cool. and ask faith-based what-ifs. What-ifs. What-ifs cool. faith-based. Not from a broken perspective or I'm a failure and I'll never be able to do this, but faith-based because God gave us this. Number two, here's what I've been thinking with your spouse or or if you're not married, with your friends or your brothers or your your group of dudes or your family yeah your family here's what here's what i've been thinking and again this this number two is is contiguous to number one you because when you share you begin to think all of the faith all of the fear-based things of why it won't work and there will be always people in the circle that'll say well i don't know but what we have to do is operate and we also have to present from a faith 
faith-based, understanding from a faith-based point of, I know God told me this, I know for sure. Mm-hmm. And part of that that number one, knowing, clearing our hearts, is that we're sure, we're, we're in this comfortable place with God that this is bigger than me, I'm afraid of this, mm-hmm. but I know you told me to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go do it. And then we begin it. to share. Number two, we begin to just tell people. I love that. Just tell them. Yeah. Like, when when I when I first started sharing my dream about Father Seekers, people go, eh, you know, I don't. But I was sharing from a fear base, not a faith base. Now I share. Look, God told me this, and I know this. And and I'll tell you, I've talked to some of the same people. And they go, you know what? You're right. That's a big deal. Let's work on that. Mm-hmm. So, presenting from faith instead of fear helps people grasp it more because people are like horses; they'll pick up on fear. Sure, and they'll go, yeah. They're like dogs and bees. They smell it. Yep. Bingo. (laughs) You know, horses, side note, you know, horses can smell fear on a person. I thought it was just dogs and bees. That's horses. They can sense it. They can feel it. Anyway, another topic. And then number three is childlike thinking. Like go back, again, from this faith thing, go back and build that timeline as to when you first experienced this what was it? Yeah. And you can time you you've timed it well. And then from that you begin to work because then it became, you know, dreams tend to be very organized in our minds until we begin to share. And then they become very organic in our minds. We've organized and we've planned it in which 99.9% of the time they never go according to plan. Ask Joseph of the old Testament. He had this plan. He had this dream. Here's what's going to happen. And he told everybody at 15 years old, you guys are going to bow down to me, which years, decades later, they did. So there's this germination process, this, this, okay, I'm looking at this timeline. This started when I was five years old and I had this experience. And how has it developed over the years? And you may see that there was just a short period of time. And then begin to research that. Think about, is there a... What's going on right now in this world with X? Mm-hmm. And then begin to define, what has God told me about this? Just write it down. Think about timeline it. Talk to your people. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, we'll wrap up the show on, on those three notes. Though. Think about that for this week, though. You know, Think about that. When, when, the, when the building blocks start coming together and you start getting over an overarching picture of why things are, are happening. Um, there's so much more clarity and confidence in you doing what you're, what you're supposed to do. So my dream, when I, it started about five, six years old, I was going to, I was going to be in a band. I was going to tour the country. I was going to, I was going to, uh, and I remember saying this as a kid, I'm going to be, I'm going to be played on the radio. My songs are going to be played on the radio. And, and like I said, all those things happened. And then as the, the side joke was, I go, Five-year-old Keith just said that like he would be super rich too because like God granted all the other ones. <laughs> yeah. So so the thing here's what's interesting is we go back and look and research people who have done great things is that they had this this childlike and I go back to childlike because Jesus said Jesus said don't hinder the children from coming to me because their faith is is better than all yours right like it's greater and i think god tells us things when we're kids because we don't have any reservations or we don't have any life experiential chaos yeah stuff 
So my dream was that. Um, I remember, I mean, as a kid, I, I had a lot of free time on my hands that my family life was my family life, right? But it wasn't great. Um, but I played a lot of guitar because that was in the back of my head. I know I have to be good at this. If I'm going to do this, I have to be good at it. And I kept playing it. Then other instruments started coming in. I said, you know, if I'm good at this, I don't know how to play drums too. I don't know how to play piano too. I should learn how to play some some brass instruments because the kids in school that are really good at music, they all know how to play these brass instruments. So I started picking everything I picked up, I could play. Everything. There was no effort for me, which also brought a, a little bit of a tendency of people being like, yeah, I'm not even trying, you know? So there's this little envy there, but I, but I was very focused. At the age of 19, I ran into some really hard troubles with drugs and alcohol. I get sober. I find Christ. And then immediately thereafter, I, I, I'm, I'm on the road. I'm in a band that's playing in front of thousands of people some nights, touring with national acts, being played on multiple radio stations throughout the country. So I'm in my, I'm in my mid twenties and, and I'm starting to, to get tired from it. I'm starting truth, truth be told. And I, I, I I don't know if I should say this out loud, but I met, I met my future wife and I just want to be home. Mm. And, and I was cool with that. That's cool. And so my backup plan that I referenced to earlier in the show, like, well, I had a backup plan in my head. My backup plan was, I do this music thing for a while and, I'd probably work for a TV station then. I'd probably make videos, right? I mean, how hard, how much, how much harder could it be, mm-hmm. right? They're the same. They're practically the same thing. So I ended up doing that next in my life, making videos. I've been doing that for over 10 years now. All of which, as 40 years old now, I've, I've seen and done many experiences. I can go back to five-year-old Keith, and then I could say, God said, five-year-old Keith is very interested in doing this, but I'm going to use that to do my will. Forty-year-old mm-hmm. Keith now leads worship mm-hmm. in a band mm-hmm. on Sunday at this church. That there you go. Thousands of people come to. There you go. Some weeks I play bass. Some weeks I play guitar. Some weeks I play acoustic. I play piano before. Mm-hmm. I can play drums if I have to. God knew that seven-year-old Keith would be very diligent about learning instruments mm-hmm. if I just feed that stream a little bit more. Yeah. 10-year-old Keith is going to say, I need to learn more instruments because I don't know. I have to be good at these. Because when 40-year-old Keith's out there, if a spot needs to get filled, I need him ready. Right. So you what you just brought up is a whole different podcast. But, but to say that all the dreams that God gives us are not just about us. They're about the people who will be reached or touched by those dreams if we fulfill and live them out, but also to the building and the extension of his kingdom into the lives of right. other people. God, God has planted dreams inside of you. I know exactly. they have, I know he has, he, he just, I know there's dreams there and, and he's going to give you the, those desires you have, but they will ultimately fuel the main, the main machine. And that's his kingdom. Everybody's got a dream. You might have to ask God for clarity or to give you the ability to see it, Clearly, but everybody, everybody's got something they can do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know some of us are like, "Well, I can't make any money." Well, that's fine. Uh-huh. That's fine. Maybe your dream, maybe your dream isn't supposed to make money, but but you're you're in a you're in a job right now that's providing, right? Here's what's beautiful, though. I think we get caught up on the money thing a lot. I know I do. You know, because I'm for whatever reason, I think we all do sometimes. But I think when we're doing this, is it? 
Luke, I, anybody that knows me knows I love country music. Not all country music, but some country music. And one of the songs that I, I just love, that I'm hooked on right now, is a song by Luke Combs doing it. Have you ever heard it? Yeah. They ask him, Luke, what would, when he goes on, what would you be doing if you, on an interview, what would you be doing if you weren't doing this? He said, I'd be driving a ratty car trying to make payments, but I'd be in the bar playing my music, same songs, yeah. every Friday night with a band and a broke down stool and, because it's what I love. Yeah. It's what I do. So what, what do you love? God has designed is. you with a specific set of skills. And as my journey, as I've journeyed my journey throughout my life, my skills have been used in many different arenas, literally and metaphorically, um, to ultimately bring me to today, mm-hmm. to where God said, this was always the plan. Your plan B is what you is what I do for a living now for the church. I make videos. Right. Here's the interesting thing about the th- the plan B. I don't think there really is a plan B. I think there's an extension of plan A if we walk it out. Just look at just read the story of Joseph yeah. in the Old Testament. Like he got lost in the bow down thing because he forgot about it, but he became that mm-hmm. because he just jumped all in and what God wanted him to do. Yeah, it, it, it's just that easy. Think about that for this week yeah. before next week's episode. Yeah. Like. And, and again, I don't think my story is unique. I'm, I don't think of myself as a unique case. I think of myself as a very normal, typical person. What makes your story unique is that you tell it. And when we need to tell our story more so that people will go, oh, wait, if he can do it, yeah, he could probably tell me how to do it or help me get started to, to do mine. We are all pieces in this jigsaw puzzle. And I'm just holding up one piece of this jigsaw puzzle. Your piece matters. Mm-hmm. Your piece matters yeah. to this giant picture. It does. So let's think about your dreams this week. Let's yeah. email us. Let's, yeah, tune in for next week. I mean, there's a yeah. there's a we're we're, we're we have a, a trilogy here. We yeah. have we're we're arcing to a to a, a, a finality of this story. But think about that for this week. Like if if everything else was removed. And there was no walls in the way. What what is it would what, what what is it that you would do? You know? And that's a simple and easy question. It's good. What is it that you would do? Yeah. So that's some food for thought for the next week. That's we'll great. be back next week uh with the second portion of this series. Yeah. Hey, if you liked what we uh what we were talking about or some ideas, um, email us. That's cool. But also like rate and review the podcast if you could. Um, we have a we have a very consistent listening audience. I check yeah. the stats every week for all of our yeah. podcasts for the church here, yeah. and we never really we never really spike up in numbers on Father Seekers, but we never really drop either. Yeah. So uh, the numbers are good. We'd like to increase. We would like to increase yeah. though. I we mean, need to spread the word, and we don't want to increase because like because me and Barry want to like be more popular. We want to increase because ultimately I th- I, I know. The stuff we talk here yeah. is, is it's important for dudes. Yeah. The stuff it we is. talk here is important for fathers. It's important for men. It's important for sons. Yeah. And ultimately, everything we talk about is derived and centered in the story of Jesus. There you go. And that is... That's the story. That's useful for anyone. That's the headliner. So rate and review the podcast. We would appreciate that because uh, the podcast then would just get more exposure to more people that could ultimately be getting the message of Jesus put into their lives. So thank you for listening. Uh, We will join you next week. Bye.